welcome to Next to Ned. I'm Joe. And I'm Julie. Julie, I'm excited about our guest today. We're, we're going to be Zooming with somebody up on... Uh, up in, on Capitol uh, Hill. Up in Montgomery. That's right, up on the hill. Very Yar. good. Tell us, tell us who we've got today. Okay, to, today we have um, Jennifer McCrary. We want to welcome you. Hey, Jennifer. Hey there. She is the technology administrator for the... I'm just going to say Amstein. Oh, those acronyms, Julie, <laughs> <Sorry>. Amstein. <laughs> we're going to be talking a lot about it, so let's go ahead and lay that lay out. What out. Do, when we say Amstein, what are we talking about? Okay, it's Alabama Math, Science, and Technology Initiative. All right, those are, um, mm-hmm. those are a lot of things um, I like. Yeah, yes, all the things Math, like. Science, Technology, and it's Alabama. Alabama, like Math, that. Science, te- Technology. Yeah, good. Oh, and, right. and it's with the Alabama State Department of Education. And uh, we're, we welcome you. She is also the president of the Alabama State, Alabama Science Teachers Association. Okay. So we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, it sounds a like A lot it. of science. Absolutely. So I can't wait. Uh, welcome to the program. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. So if you don't mind, uh, we'd like to kind of get some background on you. So talk to us a little bit about the the role that you have now, how you got to that role, and how, how did you get involved in this uh, Amstai initiative? Okay, well, um, let me just tell you that I never thought that I would be an educator. Both of my parents have education degrees, and um, my mom never used her degree, her history degree. She did her student teaching and decided that education was not for her. So she (laughs) has been a stay-at-home mom forever and never worked. My dad um, was a football coach and did PE and health and all that for seven or eight years and decided there wasn't enough money in education. And so he decided to be a coal miner. A coal miner. Did you yes. say coal miner? Wow. <laughs> he was a coal miner. Wow. There was, yes. So there was more money in that than in teaching? In education. Yes, there sure was. Wow. Now, he um, was in the uh, Army National Guard for 30-plus years, but um, they both really discouraged me from education. Wow. Uh, you'll, ne- you'll never make any money in well, it's so not something you want to do. I never thought I would be an educator. Well, how did how is it that you are then? Okay, so <laughs> I always wanted to be a pediatrician because I knew I loved kids. Yeah, kids kids have always been attractive to me. Um, babysat all the time. Um, you know, going going to church, um, going to school, neighborhood school. We walked to school. Um, little kids would follow you or whatever always had somebody else's kid hanging around even you know playing sports or whatever um then i went to the university of montevallo and i started out pre-med my favorite professor ever was uh a chemistry professor bless his soul chemistry did it for me uh, <laughs> it did you in Yes. So anyway, same here. Uh, I've, I've heard yeah. that a lot, yeah. especially the the organic chemistry seems yes. to to be so the I one. So I had that... to find something else to do. So uh, when I went and told my mom that I was going to change my degree to education, she she shook her head and she said, "Well, you have always loved children, so 
maybe, maybe we'll see. So anyway, after two college degrees uh, in early childhood and elementary education, I can't imagine doing anything. Else. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So uh, this has been my calling. So how, how did you come about being involved in AMSTI? Right. So, you know, uh, those new first year teachers, you're, especially when you're a non-tenured teacher, you get uh, put on all those wonderful committees for everything. So I taught in a very small rural district in uh, not too far from the University of Montevallo. Um, we had a caution light. We were a K-6 school, 250 kids maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, Dr. Kay Warfield here at the uh, State Department of Education, she knew that they were putting together, um, this was right after the Blue Ribbon Committee for AMSTI. They were looking to put together the next round of committees um, for math and for science. And she's always been involved on the science side and she needed early childhood people to volunteer for the early childhood lighting of the um, science guides and choosing the science curriculum. So uh, my superintendent in my small rural district got a letter and my principal said, hey, here's something else for you to do. And at first I was like, what in the world is this AMSTI? She said, I don't know exactly what it is, but the state superintendent's name is on this letter, so you're going to do it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. That's right. So uh, that was my second year of teaching, and we picked second all the year. science okay. kits, <laughs> picked all the science kits, uh, started writing the year one um, curriculum for AMSTI. Um, then 2002, we trained teachers that very first summer institute and I've been involved on the science side uh, in some aspect one way or the other ever since. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Can, can you tell us a little bit about what AMSTI is? You've mentioned you were writing some science curriculum and you mentioned kits. So for somebody that's never heard of AMSTI before, what what is that? Okay, AMSTI is the Alabama Department of Education, it is a statewide STEM initiative. Um, we have um, 11 different regions um, across the state, and those are broken into the 11 in-service regions. Mm-hmm. And in each one of those, we have um, what are called AMSTI sites. And at each one of those sites, we have um, a director, an assistant director, a material staff, and math and science specialists, um, which are basically coaches that go out into the schools and coach teachers to help them with their practice in math and science. So about best, the, best practices, best practices, yes. okay. Best practices. And the reason why we have to have a warehouse in every region is because you need the materials, uh, the math manipulatives or the science kits and and different things in order to accomplish um, those best practices in in your classrooms. Mm -hmm. The math kits stay at the schools, 
but science materials are quite expensive. So those science kits uh, rotate in and out. Mm -hmm. Some of them go out for eight weeks. Uh, some of them go out for a semester. And so they're to, um, when the school becomes an Amstaff school, they, uh, part of the agreement is that they pick up the kits um, when it's your turn to get the different kits for each cycle. And then when the teachers are finished with them, they'll return them to the Amstaff site where our people in our warehouse will refurbish them just like a brand new kit and then it'll go out to another teacher. So because some of those kits are 16 tubs right. you know, worth of science materials. That's a lot of material. A, yeah. Quite a lot of materials. A lot of, and a, a lot, lot of, of logistics. Very expensive as well. Right, right. Well, and I have to say too, as a former elementary school teacher, I had been trained in some of the Amstai kits and the day that you get those kits, it's like Christmas. It is Christmas. <laughs> Getting to open up those kits, and I, especially for me, like I did uh, for electricity and then also animal studies right. where, where um, you get the, the frogs yes. and you yes. get the, the fiddler crabs. Those are, the, the given the opportunity to do those kinds of things with the students, I think is just so, the kids were so engaged and it was so much fun for them. And we learned so much by being able to do that. And as a teacher, I couldn't have afforded to have no. gotten all that stuff for the kids. It just wouldn't have exactly. been possible. So or practical as mm -hmm. someone who has benefited from the Amstai initiative, I, I really appreciate it. And thank you for that. And I know my students, even to this day, even though they're all grown, they, they still refer back. They want to talk about the frogs that we had and the fiddler crabs and the, and the millipedes. Yeah, well, the science is so engaging, and if you put it in their hands, it's even it, it, it sticks in their brain, and it is even more engaging. So, so glad to hear that. It is. It's great. So in your role now, you are um, – it, it's more than just – having written the curriculum and you oversee a large part of, of what happens with the, the initiative throughout the state or? Yes, I've taken um, on an administrative role for eight years. I was the K2 science specialist here at the department. Um, and then I moved um, to the technology role. So I um, help with our website. We do a lot of online training you know that being a former Amstai teacher, that all of our uh, materials, especially on the science side, are grade and subject specific. So if you're a fourth grade teacher, you um, need to be able to have the training in order to teach those kids. Mm -hmm. So if you move grade levels, you would need the training in order to train those hands-on kids. Uh, so sometimes that can take a lot of time because especially in some of our rural districts, we have teachers that may be teaching three or four different grade levels. Um, so that could be a lot of training. So we have really beefed up our online training modules. So if you have been trained on our science notebooking component and had at least one face-to-face -face kit, then what can happen is you can have your science module delivered to your school when it's your rotation cycle, um, just like everybody else at your school. And you can take the online course and 
uh, teach the course, uh, teach the kit with your students while you're taking that online mm -hmm. course in order to get your PD credit so that you would continue receiving that kit so in that, the future. That's just going to make it more accessible for the teachers. And it turns yes. out that that's, uh, it, it would be quite convenient since so many people have to do things online now. Yes, and Absolutely. it came in quite handy, especially now with our pandemic mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. I would think so. One of the things I remember about it was not every school, public school in the States, is a an Amstai school. There's certain, I guess, was it a, a, a percentage of the faculty had to agree to go through the training and in order to yes. receive the kits? Does it still operate that way? Well, we have um, recently changed that model. Uh, we are moving to a... AMSTI teacher-based model instead of an AMSTI school. It used to be that you had to be 80% of your faculty had to agree to commit to training. Because there are so many teachers right. that want the training, we're trying to meet every teacher that wants the training. And If we have the kits and the resources, right. we're trying to, to right. do that. The only thing that's stopping us is funding. <laughs> that's what stops everyone, isn't it? Is funding. Unfortunately. Yes. We are a line item in the state budget. That's so. right. Well, that's great. That's great. I hope it stays that way, too. I know that there were some changes when um, Alabama changed over to the, their new sti science standards. Y'all have to do some new trainings, too, correct? Yes. Because the kits yes. had to be uh, realigned with the standards, yes, which was great because, you know, Amstat was right on getting it done. And uh, Amstat is famous across the country. You know, at, not that I've been everywhere in the country, but the, <laughs> the Julie, two, Julie gets around two though. places She's, that yeah. I've been, and I, w I was in a meeting in uh, with the STEM ambassadors, and then I went to a place in Denver, and they were like, "Oh, you're with the Amsty." I said, "Well, yep. we Amsty, yep, that's what they call us." And I was like, "Well, I'm not with them, but yes, Alabama has Amsty, so, so we call so, Amsty." So I guess there's if 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 people in Colorado recognize that we have this initiative here in the state, then that, that makes me think that maybe not every state has something like this. Is this kind of a, a unique thing for the state it of Alabama is. to have? It's very unique. Um, there are other states that do this in certain regions of their state and maybe certain school systems, but not on a statewide, statewide. basis. We're pretty pretty unique pretty massive undertaking to be the, to be doing this since 2002 well that's what i was going right. to say you mentioned 2002 so that that's really kind of groundbreaking isn't yeah. it to have had something yeah. like this statewide for for that long for almost 20 years now yeah i think yes. that's we, even we think we're pretty special you are pretty special and i think that's <laughs> even before you know the the term stem was even coined or used uh, it's used prolifically now you know sure. right. anytime you can but uh i know in 2002 not so much not so right. much but that's what this is that's what the amstai is and it's been doing that for quite some time so and we're go we're ahead. continuing to evolve as well that's um good. one of the new specialists that um a position that now falls under me um that we've only had here in the past three years um, I now have a digital literacy and computer science specialist Wonderful. to help us um, show that um, 
the connections between um, math, science, and the digital literacy and computer science courses study, because a lot of people do not even realize that there is such a thing Correct. as the digital literacy and mm -hmm. computer science courses study, and that our teachers are supposed to be teaching that course of study in their classrooms. So, so that'll bring um, about that awareness and also provide the support, which exactly. that's what I find, even though I've not been trained in in, in a lot of the Amstack kits, but the support is there for all teachers online. Um, you know, you can get your trainings. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful resource. Well, with that bringing in the, the technology side of it, um, is it possible that maybe the kits might have some new components that might be like for coding? And I'm thinking of like the little Raspberry Pi computers and Things like that, and the look on your face. Oh, I, think I know. Jennifer's like, "Ooh, cool. I can't wait to tell you about that." Yes, <laughs> we have a we have um, been piloting some of those things. We have um, uh, Ozobots. We have some Lego trainings. Um, you know the um, robotics grants that have been going on for the past three years, where each school in the state um, has been able to apply. Um, to get uh, $1,500 for each school in order to obtain robotics materials for their schools. That now falls under AMSPI. Mm -hmm. So we've been working um, to try to get more and more schools to do that. So either they can apply to get VEX kits or they could get any of the other um, robotics materials that would help them do the, some of these coding materials in their classrooms. And we want the teachers to know that, you know, they can do this and it doesn't always have to be a device. Right, right. I, I love that. I love that, that Amstai is incorporating that in as well because I would think that there might be so many schools that would be interested in having some something like that and that the teachers to be able to do it through Amstai can then also get the training on it so that they would feel very comfortable with using it with their students and guiding them through the use of that. And now yes. that, that could be available statewide. That's, that's phenomenal. It is. And I think something you said to really struck home is that teachers, you know, are kind of afraid to step in with this sort of thing, something that they don't know. So if they get the materials in their hands and they get the support, then, then it's going to spread and it'll get, done in the classroom and the kids can benefit from that absolutely that's great so would you tell us you're also the president of the alabama science teachers association yes ma'am and the asta yeah. i appreciate you setting it up first that's good julie like another that. acronym another for acronym. Acronym. <laughs> and uh you know tell us about the the asta and your role as president and and what what that's about well, we are a branch of NSTA, and I know that you've had Jody on. Yeah, to yeah. To you guys before. The National Science um, Teachers Association. Right. Yes, so we are a branch of that. Uh, so we are the professional organization for science teachers in the state of Alabama, and we are um, here to support teachers and their pedagogy and um, making sure that they have access to 
quality PD and all the different things that are available to them, kind of their go-between. There are several of us here, um, even though I am at the State Department, we try to have um, people that are in different school systems across the state. We have district directors as well, um, but we want to, um, to meet the needs of everybody. Um, one of our biggest things that we do every year is hold a conference because we know a lot of our teachers cannot travel to the big, huge conference. The to the national conference, yeah. Yeah. So um, that is um, the biggest thing that we do every year. And it just keeps getting better and better, if you ask me. I've, I've been involved with um, ASTA probably for about 20 years as well. That's another thing that Kay Warfield twisted my arm for. We might need to get Kay on the uh, podcast. I think we do. She, could, she, she needs to write a book as well. For I real. Think. She's amazing. Um, but bringing... Um, all the different resources and showing our teachers what's available to them, especially when there's a new course of study or even training on the new digital literacy and computer science standards. Right. We had several sessions this past November um, showing them how to integrate that into their science classrooms and that went over really well. Uh, science safety is always a big thing. Um, that is um, something that we are really proud of. It's been a three-year work in progress. Um, we've had a what we called the old science safety CD that had probably been around for about 15 years. And there was one copy in every library in every school. Some people could find it and some people couldn't. That's right. So we got um, some funding thanks to uh, Dr. Warfield. Um, through her, um, she works with prevention and support here at the department. Um, so she was able to obtain the funding. And so we put together a subcommittee to work on a brand new science safety guide. And so it's been a three year, feel like we've given birth to a baby. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's out on our website. It's been posted on Amstai's website, the State Department has posted it, um, and it's helped a lot of teachers. Well, it's a huge so undertaking. We've tried to do some, some training on it. It's a huge undertaking. So is, is it kind of modules that you go through, self-paced training with videos and all that, or is it, how is it set no, up? No, but you know what, that's a good idea. I know. Well, thank you. That's right now it's a packet. Right now it's a... Yeah, it's just a, but, it's just a, a, a packet right. right now. And I know we had talked about how to get that out to people. So, Joe, yes. I think that um, training modules. Videos would be awesome. Videos. I, I always bring that up. That's kind of my, <laughs> that's, that's kind of my lane. I, I Look, tend she to, is taking notes. Oh, She's taking, taking notes. notes. Well, I'd also like to go back and visit the, uh, the conference because I've been to the national conference, actually, before I was able to go to an Alabama conference. And that Alabama conference was hands down awesome. I mean, it was just so much fun and, and just to get to network with the people in your state and and go to the different uh, Joe presented at the conference. I did. And he had people flying airplanes out in the hallway and That's right. videoing, using Flipgrid and all that kind of stuff. It's just so uh, engaging and motivating. 
you know, to have that kind of um, connection available for all the teachers who have that in common. Yeah, it invigorates me it is. every year. It is. She's, she's really great. So I guess if keeping in line with when it's normally put out, like the, the conference that I attended uh, last year was in November, are you are you going to try to postpone it in hopes of maybe being able to to meet face to face, or is it going to? Have you already decided it's virtual, or what, what's well, the thinking? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, we had already um, moved the date to the spring, and just this past weekend at our executive board meeting, um, we had put forth a vote because we know that things are still up in the air with the pandemic. And there are going to be a lot of school systems that are not going to let their teachers travel. Um, They may not be able to find subs, but we know that there are so many of our science teachers that do not have any other PD that they are, are able to go to each year. So we have decided to go ahead and plan for a virtual conference. It will be March 15th and 16th. And it's going to be all virtual. And it's going to be amazing. Yeah, we haven't worked out all the bugs yet. (laughs) But it is going to be awesome. It is. I can guarantee you that. Oh, I have no doubt. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Well. So, um, if if teachers are interested in, in just kind of backing up to the Amstai for just a minute, I love the idea now that teachers can can reach out individually and say, hey, I'd like to, to get some training on this so that I can can do this with my kids. So if a teacher is interested in doing that, how how would that happen? What, what would need the teacher need to do to, to get that training? Probably the easiest thing that they would need to do is visit our website, which is amstai.org. And once you go to our website, there is a section there at the top that says MSTI sites and for the 11 different regions of the state and also the state department there is contact information for everyone so it's best um, so there's also a map in case you don't know what regional in service center you're in you can click on the map or you can click on just the name of your in service center contact your regional in-service center. That's great. Amstai site. That's great information. And if a, a teacher was interested in joining the um, Alabama Science Teachers Association, how, how would they go about finding out information on that? I would go to astascience.org. And it's only $20 for your membership. $20 a year. That's it. That's great. 20 bucks. Ask your principal. Say please, Fantastic. please. <laughs> so we'll and we'll be sure in our um, show notes we'll yeah. have those those links so that people who listen to the podcast and and realize how amazing all that stuff is, they want to get involved. They'll uh, can go straight to it and get get those links and get to where they need to be. Uh-huh. So I'm curious now that you are in this position. Um, before we ask you what you think is is coming down the line, I want to know. What do your parents think about <laughs> about your about you being in in education now? Are they are they good they're, with they're it? They're totally would... okay with it. They think <laughs> that um, this was the way to go, and um, 
well, it might not have been the right choice for them, but it, it, it was the right thing for me. That's great. Uh, well, you've certainly done well. also went into education, but it didn't work for him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's well, not really one good out of four, odds yeah. in, your, in your family. But, um, one out of four, but we're glad funny? you did. We're glad you yeah. did, and, and you've done quite well. Yeah. So thinking forward now, we've talked about uh, how you got into the role that you're in now and the things that you're doing now, but for our podcast, we love to ask our our guests, uh, what they see coming or what they might like to see. So for you, what what is next in Ed for you? What do you see? Well, even though I am the technology administrator and I have all the gadgets and I like to keep my hand on the pulse of all the new tech tools and all the new um, apps apps and different things. I think that it's very important that we meet our students where they are and don't overwhelm them, Mm -hmm. especially this day and time. I have a sixth grader and a ninth grader, and they are both going to school. Um, The way that their school system is going, they have three days of virtual school and two days in class. And uh, they're kind of overwhelmed because, mm-hmm. you know, they one teacher's using Flipgrid and one teacher's using this and one teacher's using that. Everything is in Schoology, you know, mm-hmm. because the state has purchased that platform. But there are so many different things that the other teachers have all learned about since, you know, the pandemic started in March that they're trying to use it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these poor kids, you know, have missed their friends, right. you know, since right. March. The socio-emotional you know, it's part of it. has been totally different Correct. for them. Sometimes we just have to slow down and think about why we are in education and do what's best for our students. I think that's important. So, I love that. Yeah, I do too. That's such an important point. There's so much to get out there. And I, I'm, you know, being in the classroom... I don't have my own homeroom, but I know that our teachers are just trying to do their best. And it's very hard to shift what everything you did in the classroom to try to put it online. And I think that they feel like that's what they should do. When right. they, and, and it would probably be best to slow the roll. Yes. Just slow your roll and, and get to know your kids again. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to put it all out there at one time. And we'll all yes. get caught up. That's yes. right. No, it'll it's okay to go slow. It's okay. Get what's yes. important done and and keep and learn know your kids and get to know those kids. Not overwhelm them. Cuz I think sometimes even in the um, when things are normal, teachers feel that that push at the beginning of the school year of okay, this is who I am. Who are you? Introduce yourself real quick and then let's just jump right into the mm-hmm. curriculum and that's not always the best way to approach it. Uh, giving the kids time to learn the procedures and get to know each other and, and feel comfortable in that environment and then move into the learning can in the long run have a, a much greater impact, right. I think. You can and, get more done later. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think a lot of teachers are just feeling so much pressure right now from they've got, they've learned this and they've learned that and they, they're trying, they got to do all this that maybe that's um, that normal tendency to just jump right in is even magnified right now so right. I, that idea of let's just let's just breathe for a minute right. just 
Yes. And we're grateful. (laughs) We're grateful for the technology tools, you know, to be able to still be able to get lessons and instruction across, you know, in some way. But we have to change our way of thinking about how and what needs to be out. We still need to build those relationships. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely, Jennifer. And I, I would say probably, you know, that's what we hear over and over again with the people that we interview is the, the significance of those relationships and the importance of having that relationship between the student and the teacher with a, a well-trained um, teacher. That uh, And I think Dr. Mackey talked about it too as he talks about this idea of nothing beats a master teacher in the classroom with the kids. And, you know, at this, at this time right now, with a lot of it being virtual, it's difficult, but, but at least we do have some technology that can help us right. still make those connections. I mean, you think about what, what would this have been like in the eighties, maybe if this has happened in the eighties, oh, <laughs> it just would have been, you know, getting packets in the mail, mm-hmm. I guess if maybe that, is yeah. about what it would have been. Right. So right. It, at least, at least we do have all these these that's new right. apps and gadgets to kind of keep the connection going. true, but I think that's good advice, Jennifer. Just just and, and for teachers to just, like you said, breathe, breathe, and and we can do this. Then we can take our yes. time and get it out. So it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate well, thank it. You. Thank you for a, giving us your time, Jennifer. It's been a great conversation, and uh, we're going to put in the show notes about. Amstai and Asta, A-S-T-A. I've never heard it called Asta. Know, is that just, how they, that just came out. I don't know. Up? I just said it. I don't Amst- know. Do you ever Amst- say Asta? Amstai and Asta. <laughs> I don't either. I always say A-S-T-A. Yeah. Say that. <laughs> Amstai and Asta. And for those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us. And please be sure to tune in next time as Julie and I continue to explore what's, what's next, next in it. Don't forget to subscribe. If you like what you heard, please rate and review this podcast so others can find us. The Next in Ed podcast is brought to you by the Mobile County Public Schools IT Department in partnership with the Department of Counseling and Instructional Sciences at the University of South Alabama. Engineered by Tim VP Media Production. Music by Justin Matthews. Hosted by Dr. Joe Gaston and Julie Neidhart. Follow us on Twitter at Next in Ed and on Facebook. Guests on the podcast are expressing personal opinions for informational purposes only. They are not necessarily acting as official representatives for their schools, universities, organizations, or places of employment. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.